What's going on, family? A few minutes for Jesus. And it is very interesting. It is election night. And we're going to find out if we're going to have a new president, if our current president is going to have a second term. And there's a lot of anxiety in the air. And I'm looking at the news. Um, and God is sp- speaking to me about the condition of our country. A lot of times... When we talk about the gospel, as we did in the previous episode, um, we talked about the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached. And when people, especially Christians, we hear that, we always think about them. Those people need it. Those people that are not saved need it. And and this is what they look like. And we have an idea of what these bad sinners look like and that they need to be saved. And that's, that's, that's okay. But the Lord spoke to me that um, there, there, there is more than the, the those that needs to be saved. There's more than the them that needs to be saved. There's the us that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and to repent. I went to Urbana in my teenage years and they taught me how to fast. And when I fasted, the purpose of the fast was to find out where was God leading us to go? And people were giving incredible testimonies about what God spoke to them. And I know the voice of God in my life. And people were saying things like Asia and India and Africa and, and, and some incredible places that they heard God speak to them. And I'm, and I'm not denying that they heard from God. But then God told me something weird. God told me, Justin, go across the street. And from then on, that has been my mission field across the street and at that time I was going to a church that was surrounded by three projects and I did my best to love on those people in that community for them to know the gospel of Jesus Christ through through whatever it is that the church was doing by inviting them by being loving but when they came in that they knew that this place was going to be home for them I did my best uh, with my with, with my brothers and my sisters to to love the community that we were in And I'm looking at the news now and God is speaking to me again and saying that the gospel needs to be shared within our country and more specifically needs to be shared in our churches, not for the world, but for the believers. I think about Lot and Lot was a man that grew up in church and he was in the middle of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he was ineffective and he let the things of Sodom and Gomorrah influence him so much that his kids and his wife had no respect for him. He told him, hey, listen, God is speaking to me. Like, nah, God ain't speaking to you. We staying right here, fam. And the angels had to come in and kick them out. I wonder, family, is God speaking to the church about where our affiliation lies Does our affiliation lie within a party, either be red or blue? Does our affiliation lies with the things that are happening inside of our country? That may be good, but I'm not in alignment with with what God wants us to do. The number one thing that God wants us to do when Jesus was asked was to love the Lord God with all of our heart. What's the second thing? To love our neighbor as ourselves. And I, 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 read, I read that and I think a lot of Christians believe that we're doing it, 
but we're not holding it to God's standard about our horizontal relationships. Because how can I say I love God and hate my brother, James Acts, in the book of James? How can I say I love God and hate my brother? Look at this. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy? We did great things. They prophesied in his name. They drove out demons in his name. They performed miracles in his name. And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you workers of iniquity, you workers of e- you, you evildoers. These people were doing the things of God, or, they, or so they thought. And God said, I never knew you. What a sobering thought for the church, for the people of God who says that they believe in the Almighty, the Most High God. And then for God to say to them, I never knew you. Family, I don't want us. To see God face to face, just like how you see the person next to you or see your co-worker or see the person in your class and you can sit down next to him, you can touch them. We're going to see Jesus just like that. Boop, we can touch him. And he say to you, I never knew you. Interesting, in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus says this from verse 31 to 46. They said this, they said, He separated the sheep from the goat. So what does that mean? The sheep and the goat were all in his care. The sheep and the goat were all in the same pen together. The sheep and the goat operated in the same fields together. But he separated the sheep from the goat. The goat ain't make it. Let me tell you the end of the story. The goat ain't make it. And the sheep made it. This is talking about the church. And he said to the goat. To depart from him. And they said, but, but, but what, what happened, God? And this is what his response was. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invited you in or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whoever... Or whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. But then look at the same thing with the goats. And he said to those on the left, depart from me. You are cursed. Enter eternal fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. The devil is not in charge of hell. Jesus is. Jesus is the warden and the devil is the inmate of hell. For I was hungry And you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. And they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, a stranger, needing clothes or in prison? He said, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And to the church people, he said, then they will go away to eternal punishment. There's a difference between going to church and being a believer. Very closely related. You will see them both in church clapping their hands. You will see them both prophesying. You will see them both crying. You will see them both praying. You will see them both reading their Bible. You will see them both driving into the parking lot. You will see them both hugging people. You will see them both doing great things. 
But there's a big difference in God's eyes between someone who goes to church religiously and somebody who is a believer in Jesus Christ. My friends and my family, my, my, my concern is this, that a lot of us who go to church may not be accounted for. A lot of us who go to church may not be believers and disciples of Jesus Christ, may not be true believers, true Christians. And I'm praying today that if you see a brother or a sister that look like you, look different than you, may have a different religious affiliation, may have a different sexual orientation, they may have made some mistakes, they may have done some bad things, their skin color is different than you, and you see them and you see an enemy. And like the Good Samaritan, you love them, I think we're in good standing. But if you see them and you're like those other religious leaders who went to the other side of the road and did not help and did not love, you're not a neighbor. When we see people suffering in our country, does your heart go to them or do you get defensive and pick up arms? Do we empathize or do we use our words to hurt? Do we love them or do we back ourselves into a corner to fight them off? We have to figure out, church people, are we really for Christ or are we for the things of this world? Do not be influenced but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Let's learn, brothers and sisters, to love people who are different than us. Let's learn to love people who do not have our values just like us, but we can be a light to them that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Let your light so shine, my brothers and sisters. And I pray today that if you do not let your light shine, and you see someone who is in the image of God, the Imago Dei, and you see them as your enemy, there is some concern that you may not be accounted for. If you see those as enemies, you may need to repent before God today, before it's too late. Churchgoer, this message is not for the drug dealer, for the pimp, for the prostitute, for the alcoholic, for the gay person. This message ain't for them. This is for those who go to church, who say they love God, but they hate people who are different than them. Friends and family, God bless you a few minutes for Jesus. If you do not have Christ into your life, believer, I pray that you accept him and repent of your sins and come back to God. The judgment of God will start in the house of God first, not start in the world. First Peter. God bless you, family. Peace.